Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that this finds you and yours doing well, and I want to thank you very much for joining me. Today is our last installment of the recording of the witnessing encounter I had with John and Patricia, two Jehovah's Witnesses, and so I will play that for you today, and this recording will conclude today, and then at the conclusion of the recording, I'll have a few uh, closing comments and talk about how we will continue uh, this series, just a couple of three more programs. So um, be listening for John and Patricia and my discussion with them. They're going to try to obfuscate a bit, try to change direction, uh, and, and you'll pick up on how they really do have a works salvation. They are very big on this systematic door-to-door kind of thing, and um, if you don't do that, then then you really cannot truly be saved. And we'll talk more about that in our next couple of three programs. So uh, without any further ado, the conclusion of uh, my witnessing encounter to uh, John and Patricia. Yes, Jews will be coming into my kingdom. Mm. So will non-Jews, Gentiles. Mm. He's talking about the Gentiles. Uh, Peter Peter obviously is the uh, apostle of the nations, but... um, it's not really okay. That's fine. I mean, that's not the way I, I get that point, but that's okay. But um, but yes, as far as born again, yeah, um, we do believe that in the, what the scriptures teach about being born again for those who are anointed. But and it's a different different hope. It's a different hope for us. I'm not. I don't. I don't feel I have that. I'm one of the anointed. I haven't felt the Spirit speak to me as it brings out out that it has for those Mm -hmm. who are of the anointed and where the scriptures do speak of them that way. We are, we benefit from, from that. Absolutely. But that's more in regards to how once this all, everything's restored back to God's original purpose, then yes, we, we do get to benefit a lot of that. Being here on the earth. Oh, I'll leave this with y'all that that there's a very big difference between Jesus being a created being and being the creator. Okay. Very big difference. In Colossians 1.15, and I say this in love to you guys, your translation has got it wrong. Mm-hmm. John 1.1, 1, 1, your translation has got it wrong. It, it, it is... I would get the same thing from your translation. No, no, you wouldn't. There's a big difference between the Word, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. There's a big difference between that and the Word was a God. There's a difference as wide as all of eternity between that. That is not the same thing. But the Holy Spirit's not involved in a lot of these discussions, but if if they're all equal, why isn't the Holy Spirit discussed along with them, God and Son, all the time? It's the, the Holy Spirit is discussed. Few, not all the time. When the baptism came, um, when you go make disciples. Yeah, I mean, Acts chapter 5, Ananias and Sapphira, uh, Peter said, you have not lied 
uh, to men but to God, referring to why have you lied to the Holy Spirit? You have not lied to men but to God, equating the Holy Spirit with God. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. Do not grieve the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. You can't grieve a force. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, we're not talking, the Holy Spirit is not, it's not Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's not Yoda and yeah. Luke. You can't grieve a force. Yeah. You can grieve a person and only a person. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can, can be grieved. He's a person. He has will. But they're first, all the same person. First Corinthians. There's one God, three persons. One God, three persons. So are they One equal? God, Yes equal in substance and nature. But Jesus, Jesus, said, Jesus is subservient said, to the Father in role, not equal. Yes, in character and nature and essence. I yes, they are equal. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that's a very big difference. Why is that very, so important? Why, why is that so important? Huge why is that so important? Because God is a triune God. Okay, why is that so important? If you believe in some other God that's not a triune God, you've okay. got a different God. Okay, so... If you didn't understand that, because it's a mystery, you mentioned it's not fully likely, but you look at Jesus, as you know, follow the New Testament, and Jesus said that, that we are to preach the kingdom, that the system's going to end, and um, that uh, we're not supposed to go to war, we're not supposed to get involved in the government. That, that seems more clear to me. If an individual, through their actions, are not practicing these things, he's supposed to follow his steps closely. Um, that seems more important to me. Well, why is that such an ancillary thing? How many people do you know that claim to be Christian that actually go out and, and do a knock on people's doors and do a formal ministry? How many do you know that does that? And that's what Jesus established. It's clear that he says, I want you to go to marketplaces. The Apostle Paul did, uh, going from house to house. Why doesn't that happen? Well, I do do that. I mean, I I don't do it in a systematic, saying, have my you, map out. In general. And well, do people do that? Christians do that. That's a huge the, thing. You the, recognize that it's important to do. The like-minded believers that I know do do that. They go but from door to door and marketplace and all that. As you have opportunities to share the gospel, yes. I mean, my wife. Mm-hmm. We don't have a map, and we don't, you know, put a little blue mark on whatever every house that we've been to, and we don't. But that's what we they probably did. don't that's do it like a. Did. Jesus says, "As you go, too." So. As we go, as we... I have to leave this city. I can't stay anymore. Okay, John. We need to go to this city. If you're going to use that reasoning, what do you do with a a invalid? What do you do with someone who can't do that? And and what they do is, within their ability, we have plenty of brothers and sisters that are in, um, uh, like, nursing homes. They witness to the nurses, and they do do what they can do. But the ones that, that can, they go out and do it. Yeah, well, and I agree that someone who can should, and yeah. I do. I mean, I, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back a, here, but I've, a distinguishing mark, though, I've got Christian. cerebral palsy, and I go I'm all over the world. I, I, I'm really, I think it's highly commendable what you do. You specifically, as an individual, I'm talking about as a religious organization that you feel that is applying God's Bible. You know, you, you're in this. You're in. You know, I wouldn't be part of Jehovah's Witnesses if I felt like if I felt that they were not applying what this says in the Bible. And I'm looking at what it's being and living by it, by not killing, by, by being the, the, the historical example of them never going to war and dying for it, the the amount of um, preaching that's taking place to try to help people to in hundreds of different languages. I've seen, there are so many Jehovah's Witnesses, including myself, that 
on on purpose, try not to work hard, try to work part-time at their job, not full-time, making tons of money, to try to cut their days back to spend Fridays with people and individuals to explain the truth to them. There's so many examples of that. And so that is what Jesus is saying that, that really makes a difference. And, and I feel like you, you're saying that's secondary uh, to that. Um, it doesn't matter if you're going out and spreading a message if it's the wrong message. I agree with that, but what, okay. what's wrong with the message that, that the system's going to end? That, that What's God... wrong is, is that I'm, I hold and maintain, and I say this in love out of concern okay. for you guys, okay. that you have the wrong God, okay. that you have the wrong Jesus. Okay. You have a Jesus that was created, okay. and Scripture is clear that He okay. was not created. Okay. And that's a big difference. Yeah. I believe I believe in the Jesus that Scripture testifies, who is co-eternal with the Father, has always existed. Okay. Before Abraham was, I am. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Okay. I and the Father are one. Okay. Uh, and if you've got a different Jesus than that, then you've got a different gospel, and a different a different gospel doesn't save. And I guess it's different because you're isolating one verse where he says that. But majority of the time, he's saying that they're not equal, that they're not the same, that he is greater. No, so, the majority, he said that in John 14. Once. Why would he hand the kingdom back to his father in First Corinthians 15? We never talked. That's the, that, that's, Jesus is subservient only in role, not in character and nature. Where does it say that? Not that's in your essence. interpretation of that, I guess. I and, the, I and the father are one, one character, one nature. The father's greater than I am. In it's role, we talk about that. In role, see, it's kind of like saying uh, uh, when he talks about like because uh, a man said, and a woman become they become one. They don't literally become one. They become one in thought. Become one flesh. They become one right. They become one flesh because you're, you 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 are so intimate with one another and you know so much about each other, like no one no other relationship. Well, it's it's a lot more than just knowing about each other. I mean, the marriage is a institution created by God it's a spiritual right. union as much as right. it is a physical union right. but, but, so but, but, but we're not one we're not one literally no but you're two people right. so, two persons in so, the same way when he's saying the father and I are one they don't be, literally aren't one literally. What, what did Jesus mean when he when he said Philip how, how is it you say show me the father have I been so long with you how is it you say, show me, Father? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And that's the point I was trying to make before is that imitated it, his father so been, well. he knows his Father so well that... that Who's the plural in Genesis 1-1? One, one, Genesis 1-2? One, you know, it, it, let us make man in our image. Who, who is that? Yeah, because he's already, he, he already existed. He already existed. He, 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 remember, he's the firstborn, so now let's make Jesus. man in our image. Oh. <laughs> Well, I guys, we, is, is plural there? That, how about we end on that? Then we, could, we, got, we got that one gentleman coming over. Is that sound fair? Unless you had a point you wanted to make? Or? I, I do want to express appreciation for yeah. the work that you, you've put in. And, yeah. Um, and you've, it, you really, your sincerity and, genu and how genuine you are, we really, I really appreciate that. Um, because I know that it takes effort to, um, to work through your thought process and what you want to share what you wanted to share with us today uh, and I really do appreciate the effort that you took and the time 
um, for that. So thank you. I do want to want to want you to know. That you Got me thinking. I want. I want to. I want to do a little bit more research on the on the uh, on um, the, the worm and the and the and the burning. I, I will. I will. I will do that. I will look at Colossians more. And um, John one. And John. I, 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 I've done some research on that. I didn't want to get into all that there, but but yeah. But on the. And I know there's been a little bit of like there's something that the Jehovah's Witnesses came out I think with about four or five years ago trying to disprove. A, Granville Sharp's rule and grammar went out. We get all that. That stuff. book, that book but, I thought was very interesting. The one you like linguistic, that one uh, truth and translation. I think you find it very. I thought it was a very well, interesting. Uh, and I know. I think I know what that book is. Probably discusses the synop, the uh, the uh, synop, Coptic translations and how there's some some of the similar constructs. But it, it talks specifically about John one one, which I think you'd yeah. appreciate the explanation. But but anyway, we don't need to go well, into all that. It, but, but we do appreciate the time we spent with you for sure. Well, you know, and uh, hopefully we were able to share something with you. I, I don't know, you know, but hopefully we were. If not, that's okay too. Well, but I mean, it's been. Viewpoint. I, I've if nothing else, I've come away learning a little bit more uh, about the um, the organization, yeah. uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. But uh, the guys, you know, like I say, it, it's it's okay for us to agree to disagree from a physical standpoint. You know, I'm not going to hurt y'all. Y'all aren't going to hurt me. Yeah. But once once we die, yeah. one of one of us is going to be in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, I agree. A whole lot of trouble. We feel the same way. That's where we, 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 we agree with that. And so we got to keep seeking truth, keep praying, yeah. and keep seeking. And, and but if we'll if the knowing that. We'll, we'll, I will do. We will do some research, personal research on the scriptures on Colossians that you brought out. Um, the Greek term there for other that you brought out and created. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's just not there. Um, so, yeah. I, I too, in, out of curiosity, since I have you guys here, um, Charles Taze Russell you know, started the Jehovah's Witnesses. I know he started a Bible study and then it eventually, I know it wasn't originally called Jehovah's Witnesses, but then yeah. it was. You know, he was, you know he was a false prophet, right? Why did he say that? Because he prophesied that the end of the world would happen. He, he had two different dates. Oh, well, we do believe that. 1914 he, and 1920, I believe it was. He never claimed to be a prophet. Um, um, so well, that, he, that, he, he prophesied. I, I, I know. What you do is, he never claimed to be a prophet. What you have is, is the Bible is so awesome from the standpoint is that it does, um, it has prophecies in there referring back to the book of Daniel, kind of referring to our day, and doing the calculations. They, they did, they, I, there is documented talks and um, even videos um, of his talks that showing that in the, in the 1800s, according to the scriptures, according to Daniel, and look at, in 1914, something big is going to happen. They didn't know what. They couldn't, kind of, you know, they're trying to figure it all out, you know, and, and get it analyzed. They knew something big was going to happen. They thought they were at first. They thought, well, maybe this is where we, at the 144,000, go to heaven. But they weren't sure. After 1914, see, prophecy is best understood once it's passed. You look back and oh, I see how it fit together. So yeah, they did make a. They, they did say something was going to big was going to happen. Clearly documented. And then that's what. And it's interesting. In 1914, World War One took place, and now now that the prophecy has gone gone past, you look back and say, oh wow, Daniel said that this is going to um, 
when David was the last king, lost his king, oh no, not David, but um, yeah, David was the last king, there was going to be no other king until the one that is the rightful king will take take charge. And that's when Jesus was to, take, uh, to be king of that kingdom. And that took place in 1914. So Daniel 2.44, two in different areas in chapter 6. Okay, dear ones, that concludes the recording. I uh, turned it off at that point. Uh, we were starting to get up, and, um, you know, he was kind of got fairly boring after that, just talk, talking about uh, Charles Taze Russell, who is the founder of the J-Dubs, the Jehovah's Witnesses. And uh, Charles Taze Russell was indeed a false prophet. He prophesied that the end of the world would happen in 1914. And, uh, you know, John, you heard John there trying to do a little um, uh, eisegesis, I suppose, into Charles Taze Russell's false prophecy. Obviously, the world did not end in 1914. We're 102 years past that now and and uh, still kind of clicking along there. But, uh, you know, he tries to, to revamp it. So, oh, it really wasn't prophecy. It was talking about World War One and blah, blah, blah. Well, no, he, he did prophesy the end of the world in 1914. And, and uh, when that did not happen, he prophesied it again in... It was either 1920 or 1925. I'd have to look it up, but one of those two dates. And, uh, of course, missed it again. So uh, he was he was a false prophet. That, that's something that you'll notice, though, about all of these cults. They're, they're begun by an individual, usually an individual, who claims some special revelation from God. It's true of the Jehovah's Witnesses with Charles T. Russell. It's true of the Mormons, obviously, with Joseph uh, Joseph Smith, start to say Joseph Prince, Joseph Smith. It's true of Islam with Muhammad. Uh, these things are begun usually by one individual who claims some new revelation, special revelation from God. And uh, in fact, um, uh, Charles Taze Russell also claimed he, he wrote a he wrote a book, a seven volume series in, uh, uh, entitled Studies in the Scriptures. And he later claimed upon completion of his work that anyone could come to a knowledge of the truth solely by studying his book, Studies of the Scriptures. And he further claimed that if you studied only the Bible, that that would lead you into darkness. So uh, despite John and Patricia's claim of fidelity to the Word of God, they really are not uh, they they do not hold to scripture uh, it is it is the writings of Charles Taze Russell and their subsequent presidents that are most important to them not the Bible uh, kind of like Mormons they claim to believe in the Bible but when push comes to shove it is the Book of Mormon that holds preeminence over the Bible and uh, same thing is true with the Jehovah's Witnesses and on and on it goes so um, I hope you could hear in my voice some of the um, urgency that I sensed with them, and I tried to impress to them as we concluded our conversation that, um, you know, we can't both be right. We cannot both be right, and I told them if, if y'all are wrong, uh, you're in a lot of trouble. If, if I'm wrong, according to your theology, I just cease to exist, but if I'm right and you're wrong, and what the Bible says is right and you're wrong, then you're in a lot of trouble, and and there's a part of me that um, almost 
Well, I have to say this, and I'll, I'll couch it a little bit. There's a part of me that wishes I had never sat down with them solely for their sake because now they are accountable to far more truth than what they had before we sat down. And if they reject that truth, then hell will be worse for them than what it would have been had we not had that conversation. But nonetheless, uh, my theology kicks in here, and I understand that we have a great commission, and in God's providence, in his economy, ultimately it was a good thing that I witnessed to them, even if they end up rejecting it, uh, because that is our mission. That is our mission. Uh, God has ordained the end. True, he is sovereign in salvation. But he has also ordained the means to the end. And the means to his end includes preaching and teaching and witnessing and evangelism. And so we do these things as a matter of obedience and as an, as an act and demonstration of our love for Christ. So um, I will continue to pray for John and Patricia I pray that uh, they will be restless. I pray that if it is true, then they said they would go and look up those texts that I dealt with with them, Colossians 1 and Romans 6 and John 1 and all those texts. Um, uh, I, I pray that that the Holy Spirit will use the truth of God's Word and God's true Word, not the NWT, not the New World Translation, but God will use His truth to... Um, open their hearts, and, and open their hearts as he opened the heart of Lydia, as we read in the book of Acts. So uh, thank you very much for listening, dear friends. Now, we're not quite through with the J-dubs yet, because I want to do another uh, couple of three programs or so, and I kind of want to, in a systematic fashion, I kind of want to walk through with you what the Jehovah's Witnesses believe. And uh, and you learned a lot, I hope, through these programs but I want to spend some time, maybe you can get your pen, paper, or your iPad, or whatever it is on which you take notes, and we'll kind of go through the J-Dub uh, belief system in a, in a little bit more systematic way, so you can have some notes, have a good reference uh, material uh, ready, uh, so the next time you get a knock on your door, one of the J-Dubs raps on your front door, and I don't mean uh, musically rap, but knocking rap that uh, you will be ready. And I have received several emails from you. One that just came in tonight, and it thrilled my soul. I'm going to share that with you, that email with you. So thank you very much for listening, dear ones. Until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.